We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The countdown to the Orange Bowl is on. Here we go. Oklahoma. Looking deep, yet to throw, now takes a shot down the middle. Calcaterra is there. He's got it. It's a touchdown. Oh, Alabama. Tua fakes the give, looks and finds a man loose and across the middle. Jacobs makes the grab at the 10, breaks a tackle to the 5. He is in. Touchdown, Alabama. College Blue Bloods on a quest for another national championship. This is Crimson Conversations, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors, proud partners of the Oklahoma Sooners and Alabama Crimson Tide. The right stuff, the right price. Academy. First and 10, Alabama. From the Georgia 15, inside the Chick-fil-A red zone. Jalen calls his own number. He runs to the 10. He's running to the 5. He is to the goal line. He is in. Touchdown! Jalen Hurts! Touchdown, Alabama, to take the lead with a minute four remaining in the ballgame. That's how it sounded with Eli Gold and the Crimson Tide Radio Network, the SEC Championship, and we welcome in now the legendary play-by-play voice of Alabama, Eli Gold himself. Eli, good morning. How are you, my friend? I am well, Toby. It's great to be on with you, and I'm just sitting here laughing. I'm saying I bet every now and then when I visit your show, probably the only time your listeners have to put up with Yay Alabama as the background music. But it's great to be on with you guys. And, uh, you know, I was talking with somebody the other day, and we were saying this is not a rivalry. We don't play you guys enough for it to be a a rivalry under the dictionary definition. But we always remember back to the way the fan bases loved that home-and-home series we had a few years ago and when we played you guys down in New Orleans and and, and so on and, and how respectful 
this series has been between these two blue bloods of college football. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I want to start by asking you about that moment we just heard. Yeah. How great was it for Jalen Hurts to have a moment like that? Well, it was spectacular. And uh, when the clock finally wound down, uh, that final minute four, uh, I I wrapped up the 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 game. I, I said Alabama wins. The you know they're the SEC champions again, and this championship is for Jalen Hurts for all he has done for his team and for his university. Uh, just the nicest young man. Uh, he and Tua both, and of course we got to see Kyler so much during the the Heisman week, and what a wonderful young man he is. But you felt so good. I mean, you see these players who are leaving their teams midseason, leaving their teams before a bowl game, whatever the scenario might be. And here's a guy who just hung in there, did what was right, and gets vindicated. Uh, of course, I'll be honest with you. You know, in, in January of the pre, you know, that's this past January. You know, here's Tua comes in for Jalen. And now here Jalen comes in for Tua. If you had sent that script into Hollywood, you know, they would have, you know, written a red line through it and written BS across the top. I mean, <laughs> that kind of stuff never happens, but it, indeed it did. And it was wonderful. And then it was all capped off this past Saturday, a couple of days ago. Jalen graduated, walked across the stage at Coleman Coliseum, and in an unprecedented move, got a standing ovation. From everybody, all the families, all the other graduates, they gave him a standing O in the middle of the graduation ceremony. Well, of course, the next scene in that movie, though, Eli, would be one of them is going to take the field in the Orange Bowl, or maybe both of them. I don't know. You know how secretive coaches are with this injury news. Even if you knew anything, you couldn't say. I was shocked we saw video of Tua come out the last uh, couple of days. Nick Saban is not quite that... uh... What's the word I want? I don't want to say paranoid or anything, but he is, he is fairly open. He allows all NFL scouts to show up uh, to every practice uh, because, you know, he wants to show off his players. Uh, the media comes to every practice, albeit the first 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, myself and our crew, uh, we can come to the entire practice. Maybe, uh, hopefully, you can do the same. I don't know. But we can go to every single practice and spend the entire time there. Um, so he is not as secretive. There's, there's one crew that I know of in the SEC, and I won't mention names. That there's no need. But there's one school in our conference where their broadcasters cannot go to practice, period. Nobody can go to practice uh, from outside the program. Uh, so every coach is different. But Nick Saban, on the scale of openness, he is closer to the top of being, you know, transparent uh, than he is in the bottom. Now, you'll ask him certain questions, and he's not going to answer certain things. You know, you'll ask him something, and he'll say, well, why don't I just call up Kirby Smart and tell him what I'm going to do? You know, there there are things he's not going to disclose, obviously. But as far as access at practice and video going out like that of Tua working out, uh, he is he is on the more transparent end of that of that spectrum. Well, do you have a hunch as to who's going to be the quarterback? December I would 29th. expect it's going to be Tua. Uh, I have heard nothing differently. 
You know, he's out there with two weeks to work out yet. And, of course, from a uh, – a, and, again, this is just my observation. I'm not speaking for Coach Saban here, but from my observation, not just quarterback, for anything, uh, you don't lose your job because of an injury. You know, it's your job. Uh, you got hurt? Well, when, you, when you're better, you come back and you resume where you were. Uh, now, the question is, and of course it's going to be a determination by the team doctors uh, and by the coaching staff, is Tua going to be ready to play at his fullest? Well, you know, again, there's still, what's today, the 18th or something? Uh, you know, so we're still 11 days away. Uh, and there's going to be, you know, rehab to be done. But if I had to guess, I would guess it's going to be Tua as the starter. But, again, that's not my decision. But it's it's my guess. You've been with uh, uh, the Crimson Tide since 1988, I believe. Best yes, Alabama offense you've seen or best Alabama offense since when? Well, that's a great question, Tobe. And we've, we've talked about that amongst ourselves as a unit. As a unit, for me, this is the best unit that I, ha- that I have seen. Now, I was not doing the games when Coach Bryant was here. Of course, they ran the wishbone. We all know, you know, we all, you and I, we, our, our fan bases, we all know about the wishbone. A different type of offense. Uh, how do you compare what Joe Namath and Kenny Stabler did to what's happening now? The game was different. Um, on an individual basis, is there today, as we talk, today, is there a guy who you can say is better than Julio Jones? Is there a guy today who you can say is better than Amari Cooper? Well, today maybe not, but certainly Jerry Judy has the potential to be that, and other guys have the potential to be as good, if not better. But today they have, you know, you got to let them establish themselves. So as a unit, though, you know, with Jerry Judy and, and Waddle and, and, and Devontae Smith and on down the line, as a unit, it's probably the most potent that I've seen is there a Sean Alexander in the running back group who, of course, led Alabama and then went on to become the top rusher in the NFL? Today, I can't say that there is. But when you have Damian Harris and Najee Harris and, uh, you know, and on down the line, Josh Jacobs and Brian Robinson, as a unit, it's the best I've seen. And, of course, tight ends. Irv Smith has just been spectacular. So this is an outstanding group. They may not have the spectacular yet. I mean, and who knows? We may say one day that Josh Jacobs is the second coming of Sean Alexander. You don't know yet. But uh, as a group, uh, it's, it's a tough unit to handle. Who's the unsung hero on that offense? I, I, Tua gets uh, all the headlines. Judy won the Bolitnikoff. Who's the guy that doesn't get talked about enough on that offense? I would think it's Irv Smith, Jr. And, of course, down in our part of the world, he does get talked about a lot. You know, he was a finalist for the Mackey Award. He's, for your listeners who aren't familiar, he's the big tight end uh, with great, great hands. Uh, although he did <laughs> drop a tough potential catch in the championship game, the SEC championship game. But uh, uh, that was, you know, 
unfortunately overcome, but probably him. I'm guessing if you walk down the main street of Norman or, or, or Oklahoma City and say, you know, name a guy or two from Bama, you know, they'll say Tua and Judy. They'll say Tua and, and Jalen. They'll say Tua and Damian Harris. I don't know how many folks, you know, sometimes the tight ends can get lost in plays, and if they're not catching the ball, people don't see all the blocking they do. So I'm guessing it's probably Irv Smith Jr., but those of us who've been blessed to see every down of every, of every game realize how vital he is. Talking to Eli Gold for a couple of more minutes, the play-by-play voice of the Crimson Tide. Sooners and Tide coming up December 29th in a national semifinal down in Miami in the Orange Bowl. Eli, what's your assessment of the Alabama defense this year? The big yeah. thing at the start of the year, Toby, was that the secondary was talented but had absolutely no experience. So many guys were gone. But now, through all the regular season, through the SEC championship game, these guys are no longer raw freshmen or junior college raw transfers. And... Every single day in practice, and you can appreciate this, every single day in practice, they are working against what is arguably one of the best offenses in America. Every single day, they're facing Tua and Jalen and Judy and all the receivers we talked about and the whole bit. So, with that said, that secondary, which you knew was talented, but you didn't know how they would hold up, how, you know, how good they were, now you realize that they are a darn good football unit. And that probably has been the biggest story for me in watching this season unfold. Last question, Eli. We'll get you out of here. Alabama wins this game if what? What's, what's important for them in this game? If they can stop Kyler Murray a few times. Uh, because I do believe, even though I, I've seen the OU defense improve and make some big plays when they have had to down the stretch. I personally, and against maybe again, it's because I've seen every down of every game. I think Alabama can score on Oklahoma. And so the, the other side is with as potent an offense as the Sooners have, uh, the key for an Alabama win is to stop OU a few times and then put a lot of points on the board themselves. That's, uh, again, what I see, uh, because both these teams have magnificent offenses, uh, but I think the difference in defenses will, in the long run, you know, I'm one of those guys, defense wins championships. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've long believed that, even dating back to the days of Gene Stallings here at Alabama. So I think that'll be the difference in the ballgame personally. He's one of the best that has ever done it, the play-by-play voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Eli Gold. Eli, I look forward to seeing you in Miami. Thank you for your patience with the phone issues this morning, and thank you for a few minutes of your time today. We really oh, appreciate it. It's my it. pleasure. Great to see you. I understand you and I are going to be doing some stuff together on Facebook Live down in Miami for the benefit of our of both of our fan bases, so I'm looking forward to doing some work with you, Toe. Great. Thanks, Eli. This has been Crimson Conversations, presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. The right stuff, the right price. Academy, the Orange Bowl. Tune in December 29th on the Crimson Tide Sports Network and on the Sooner Sports Network. 
The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.